Channing and Mackenzie here, and you're listening to Freshman Founders, a podcast for people who are interested in starting their first business and want to know how it really works. Whether you're a business major, interested in the startup lifestyle, or passionate about making a particular change in the world, this podcast is the one for you. My name is Channing Moreland. I am Mackenzie, and this is season two of Freshman Founders. Awesome. Welcome back. We're really excited to have Tyler Newkirk with us. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for having me. Yes. He is the VP of operations at gun.io, and he's also a Belmont alum. I am. Yes. Proudly so. <laughs> Proudly so. So would you mind just telling us a little bit about, you know, what is gun.io and how long have you been there and what's kind of your role? Yeah, absolutely. So gun.io, we are the top place to find elite engineers uh, in software development. So companies that are looking to scale quickly, add new skills to their team in terms of what are they missing from their full-time bench, any and everything kind of in between that, um, come to us and, and we provide some of the best engineers in the world for them to bring onto their team and solve problems. Give us a, a little background um, on what your role is like there. Yeah, so as McKinsey said, I'm you know VP of operations, so I tend to live much more on the quote unquote boring side of the business, <laughs> uh, you know, process, finance, operations in terms of you know just kind of how the business runs generally. So I kind of love that. I love being in spreadsheets. Um, all that kind of is is very energizing for me for the most part. That is exactly why we wanted to bring you on this episode today. Uh, we wanted to talk about hiring. And obviously, in your business, you are focused on, you know, connecting companies to really vetted, awesome software developers. But two, you're in an incredible growing business in Nashville. And you have to make sure that you're building the right team to, you know, be a stable company. And so we're excited to ask you a couple of questions about how you hire. Excellent. Yeah, excited to uh, to dive into that. It's a good conversation. How do you know when it is time to hire somebody? You know, you have a company that's not super big and you obviously are in charge of kind of determining when it's time to grow. When do you know that it's the right time to find somebody new? It's a good question. Uh, I think it's something that we go back and forth on and you kind of just have to battle test your thinking. For us, it's been not to necessarily react on the very first impression that, hey, this is a missing piece and we need to hire, but it's, does it kind of consistently come up as something that we need additional bandwidth? Um, is it is it a phase, right? So I think for us, it, it is a little bit about if this is a missing piece or, or we need additional um, headspace or people to kind of do this activity, does that consistently come up? Is it something that is going to continue to be a problem uh, in the future as the, as the company grows and scales? Does it align with you know where we want the company to grow? And I think if if all those boxes kind of get checked, you know, over over a period of time for us, that's a pretty good indicator that hey, it's time to you know find somebody to to come in and help us out full time for this. That's such a great point. That I mean, I I feel that too in our business. You know, you you feel like you there's something missing or like someone could be maybe doing this role, but how, like, is that enough of a role to have someone fill? Or like, how do you consistently check? Like, yeah, this could definitely be a full-time position that we need to fill. Yeah. For us too, you know, we've worked with part-time people. Um, we've worked with different contractors or flexible 
help basically for, for different tasks. And so for us, that's another way that if we're unsure or if we're not confident in the role going forward, that it's it's going to be something long long term or full time, that that's a way for us to step in and, and battle test and say, hey, you know, hey, if we bring someone in, do we see the results? Does the additional bandwidth actually help in the way that we thought it would? What are the missing skills? Did we think about the right skills for this role the right way? Or now that somebody's actually doing it, have we have we had some additional learnings? I think for us, that's a good way to, like you said, if you're not sure that it's a full-time role, to figure that out without bringing somebody in and making that commitment up front. I think for us, you know, we're, it was just Channing and I as the two founders, and we waited till the absolute Ne- most necessary moment, like di- like we're maxed out until we were like, okay, we can, we really do not have the bandwidth to keep doing this and grow. So we need somebody to come in. We might have even waited a little too long, but I think it also helped us hire the right person because we knew exactly what that role would entail because we'd been doing it ourselves for so long. And like you're saying with the part time, I mean, I think something that's helpful is also seeing maybe a, a not a smaller role, but something that you just know that you're not the best at. Like sure. for us, social media marketing, we just couldn't remember to do it. And we were like, oh, but but you can find people to kind of contract and be part time or even, you know, consult you. And I think those those areas can be helpful. To yeah. Have. And there's always different constraints, too. Right. With with the business. Are you looking to grow really quickly? And so you want to err on the side of learning as you go or for maybe a younger business where you're thinking about cash flow or if you're bootstrapped or in the middle of a raise, you want to be a little bit more conservative with with your expense base and bringing somebody on. So you're going to maybe lean towards uh, just kind of tightening the belt and and figuring a way to, to make it work. So I think those are also different considerations that you need to think about when when thinking about hiring is it's not just about the activity per se, but also what are the other driving forces of the business, you know, in that season that can either allow for you to be aggressive in hiring or maybe push that off, you know, a month or two or a quarter down the road. When you've determined that you do need to make a hire, what is your first step? Uh, you know, do you list it on a job site? Do you just start kind of putting some feelers out there with people in your network? Um, what's that initial thing that you do to, to start finding the right person? I think starting with the network for us is, is always one of the, the initial things that we'll do. It removes a layer of uncertainty when I can go to people I trust. And if they trust somebody enough to recommend them, that automatically you know puts them kind of at the top of the list for me. So that's something that I always like to start with for sure is is go to the people I respect, I trust their opinion, and if they've got somebody that kind of fits the skill set, they automatically bump to the top and we'll get a conversation really quick. If you know there's not somebody immediately available via the network, then yeah, we'll we'll post. We've had um, pretty good success with LinkedIn and getting candidates from there. We you know we use uh, Indeed, Glassdoor. Career Contessa. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, it's it's more uh, women focused in terms of uh, projects and roles in kind of different exciting tech startup businesses. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love so that. I would definitely recommend recommend them. We've had actually a couple of great candidates see our posts through Career Contessa, which is which is cool. And then. Typically, from there, we'll we'll kind of just parse through the list of candidates. Um, 
and kind of go through our process after that. What parts of the team are reviewing those applicants and what's the next step you guys take there? So that's something that I think evolves over time where depending on the size of the business, you're going to have different kind of layers of people involved in that decision. So obviously early on, if it's a very small team, you know, 5, 10, 15, it's likely going to be a lot of the same people doing a lot of the hiring. Um, You know, that's maybe your founders, CEO, whatever that looks like. And then I think as you grow and you start to get a little bit more um, departmental in terms of the roles that you're hiring for, then you can start to kind of say, I'm a little bit removed from the actual day-to-day of what that role will be doing. And you can bring in other team team members to help as you move through the interview process. For us, it was about understanding, you know, which of our team members enjoys that, enjoys that kind of puzzle making in terms of figuring out the right candidates and the right skill sets and who has kind of that innate ability to to suss that out from a 30-minute interview. And once we kind of keyed in on that, I think we've let that be a central part of, you know, the first step of our interviews. And then as we get deeper in, you can start to bring other people in that can speak more about the granular details of the day-to-day for that, for that role. That's a great point to even say what, who in our team even enjoys this puzzle piecing part of finding that right hire, because I think that's even such a great thing to really make sure when you're talking to the person you're hiring, it's like, what do you truly enjoy? You know, um, I think, when, you know, in a, in a small basis, we want to make sure like, yeah, we have to wear a lot of hats and we might have to do things we don't want to do, but where are you truly naturally wanting to? Yeah. Be? And I think a lot of times too, with a smaller company, the there's a there's a piece of that that's about vision casting and being able to storytell about the business and where you're going and make that compelling because I think for the core team it absolutely is compelling and so it's not just about here's the role here's what you'll be doing but it's also rolling in kind of the bigger picture of here's where we see this going and here's our vision for this company and and making sure that that part of the journey is compelling for the candidate too because that can have a big impact on the expectations maybe of of the hiring team and of of the founders and who they want to bring on the team. Um, and so if that piece of it isn't there for the the new hire or, or whoever you're hiring, um, you know, there, that can create some misalignment in terms of just the general expectation and, and how the day-to-day looks and if there's going to be iteration and change and versus not. I think all of those kind of go into that, um, you know, again, kind of just initial assessment of what what somebody's looking for in a given role and how that meshes with the team. So that's really great insight on hiring for your company, Gun.io. But like we were saying, for your business, you have to make sure that, you know, you're finding vetted individuals that can work for other people's companies. How do you go about that? What are the things you're looking for um, on all realms, you know, when you're looking at these vetted software developers? Our community is is really what sets us apart from the other uh, companies and players in, in the space. And so... We've started out being very freelancer centric and, you know, built by engineers for engineers and have really tried to keep that mindset in every aspect of the business as we've grown and as we've scaled. And so in terms of, of vetting and how we add new freelancers, new developers to our community, we've really tried to make that process as robust as it can be because there's m- many facets, different uh, dimensions to hiring and having a successful freelance or any really um, freelance aside, any kind of engagement, especially 
on the, the technical side. And so what we've tried to really do is create a 360 degree view in terms of our vetting process in that, um, you know, we're looking at more than just how competent they are technically. That's obviously an important piece and something that we, we look at. Um, but also, you know, what's their actual freelance experience look like? You know, do they want to keep doing that? How do they view that? Is that a profession to them? Is it a stepping stone? Um, beyond that, what is what is their communication like? Communication is obviously a huge part of any role, um, more so than just are you good at what you do, but how you interact with the rest of the team. And so more than just a couple code tests or, you know, do a live coding session, we, we really want to make it a, about the person and being able to articulate kind of their preferences on, on the cultural side, on the soft skills side, what kind of companies or projects are they looking for? Because ultimately, ultimately, when companies come to us and are looking to hire, they're looking for somebody to be a partner um, and to grow and scale the company with them. And even though it may be remote, it may be a freelancer, the mentality is still the same in terms of the outcome and, and the way they want that person to gel with the team. And so we have to look at more than just the technical aspect, but it's um, also those other components about, like I said, communication, fit, uh, expectation, all of those things kind of go into what we look at in terms of our, our vetting process for you know, new developers in our community. As you guys know, Mackenzie and I, we went to Belmont University and we took entrepreneurship classes together and learned, you know, some of the key points of how to build a business there. And we're so thankful that the Belmont University Center for Entrepreneurship is sponsoring Freshman Founders. And the Center of Entrepreneurship has tons of resources to support student entrepreneurs, such as two on-campus co-working spaces, competitions throughout the year, free business building clinics, and mentorship and grant opportunities. Belmont is also ranked by the Princeton Review as one of the top 25 entrepreneurship programs in the nation, and the only one in Tennessee. The Center for Entrepreneurship guides students through every phase of their entrepreneurial journey, beginning their freshman year and lasting a lifetime. I love that, you know, you're really bringing it back to let's hire the right people for the right projects and Absolutely. not let's just hire for talent. Yeah, that's that's the thing is so many clients are are looking for, as I said, something specific and, and maybe more so than just, hey, we need a good React developer. But it's we'd really love a React developer who has experience doing this thing with a company or who maybe led as a product grew from, you know, 10,000 users to 100,000 users. And so it's not just about, yeah, I've done React development for several years, but it's I use that within this specific context or within this capacity. And that's, I think, a really interesting piece about what we do is it's not just do you have the general skills, but do you have the specific experience and skills to match exactly what that company is looking to do with their own product or with their own team um, because they're, they're looking to solve a problem. And so it's it's about finding somebody who has either solved that problem or maybe has done it in slightly different flavors that can come in and, and answer that for them quickly. That's so helpful, especially with software development, because we all know what the onboarding process is like with that person. And it is hard if it doesn't work out. So it's, I mean, that is just so valuable for yeah. a company to have you guys thinking about those additional pieces that are truly crucial. 
Yeah. And I think for us, with the experience of our community and the caliber of the talent there, it's like you said, the onboarding can be difficult, but these are people who have done this time and time again. So they know how to jump into a new project. They know how to get integrated with a new team. It's old hat for them. They know how to spin up new environments and kind of work through the documentation or maybe lack thereof for newer, smaller teams. Uh, and so I think that's a big piece of it too, is is you don't have to spend weeks or months getting somebody up to speed, but they can jump in and kind of quickly make a difference right off the bat. So when you are hiring, do you have any set um, characteristics that you're looking for or like a top three qualities that you know the person that you're going to hire has to embody? Do you mean more so for our freelance community or for our company internally? Well, I guess either if there is a difference, um, you know, if you have a set for for your company and then the other developers kind of have different roles, but or, you know, are they the same or um, do they vary per role? It's tricky. I think hiring is one of those things where you're always going to be learning. And I don't, at least in my experience, haven't got to a point where I've nailed it or feel like it's going to be this way for all future hires. So I think... In my mind, it is about the role for our freelance community. It's definitely going to be more so about, um, you know, their freelance experience and what does their career look like? Do they do they like? Do they enjoy? Do they have experience working remotely? Do they know how to communicate well in a remote setting? Those questions aren't going to be as important if we're we're hiring for you know a new marketing role, mm-hmm. right? So I think the role and the context of that definitely matters, as well as we've talked about earlier, like the timing and the size of the company when you're hiring. Again, is it really important for them to buy into building and growing a company and being a part of that kind of early team and the trade-offs that come with that? Or is it a little bit later stage and you just need somebody who's an expert in their craft and you want them doing that and not thinking about the things that come with growing and scaling a new company? And so, in my mind, the, the role definitely matters and understanding the context in which you're hiring that role really kind of defines and shapes out the different characteristics that are, that are most important, I think. For Gun.io, do you use personality tests when you're hiring? We do not actually use personality tests. Yeah. Um, I've heard different things and I'm not against them. It's not something that we've, we've implemented in our current process. Not to say that I'm not open to it, you know, for future. It's just not something that I've, I know a ton about in terms of how to directly apply that um, across the board and defining that ahead of time so you know what you're looking for, you know, in the results of a personality test. Um, so, yeah, we don't currently, but that's an interesting thing that I'll, I'll want to investigate further. It's really about how is that person in the room with you, you know, if you're hiring for a role where it's not going to be remote or freelance, but, you know, for your company, for Gun.io, it's how does that all feel and jive, you know, together and in that team morale. That's the most important. If anything, we may have found that it's an interesting indicator to Mm -hmm. kind of pre-vet so we at least have an idea of what's coming in the door, but... It, it, it's totally, we found, even different than we expect. We've done Enneagram, uh, Culture Index, and a couple. And sure, they're helpful, but I was interested because, again, I think it depends on the feel in the room. Yeah, which one would you say is your favorite or have you found to be most valuable? I would say, I mean, we used, um, for, our, for our most recent hire, we used Culture Index for everybody that 
submitted even just an application. We kind of had them do that as um, part of the vetting process to see if we would even do an interview. And, um, you know, it was more not of, oh, are you the right fit? But it was really a helpful indicator of how can we work well together. And and this test will help us understand how you work. Um, so it'll help us best manage that relationship. That's a good point. It definitely, I think, personality tests can help with the onboarding experience. And it, it, if anything, it kind of reminds me to then go ask the question again to them. You know, like they may, they usually know the answer, but it's like, how do you best well communicate with each other? You know, how would you prefer to interact? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, things I've had to learn the hard way at first. Yeah. And I think that kind of bleeds into culture. And I don't want to sidetrack the conversation, yeah, but no. I think that's an interesting piece of hiring. And you know, the way that we've historically thought about culture is it's not it's not something that we've tried to manufacture or or define ahead of time. I think for us at Gun.io, we really view culture as the mean of everybody that's working there, mm. and it gets defined over time by by the nature of the people in the company. And I think. That's that's important to establish because it cre- it removes the pressure of trying to define what that is ahead of time and say like this is this is how we want this to be, but understanding that as long as you're centrally aligned in a few key principles, which I, I think is also an important foundation to kind of that culture question, is that it's not just haphazard and anybody and everybody comes in and it's just a uh, you know kind of all over the place, but it is. Hey, here's here's what we believe as a company. Here's where we're going. Here's a couple principles that we hold um, to be extremely valuable in terms of how we operate on a day to day basis. And then around that, if everybody's aligned with those few things, I think the culture kind of manifests itself. And and you don't feel like you have to necessarily get somebody to fit within that tight box of of that. And I think the more that that's apparent, um, especially within those centrally aligning principles the more you'll have people quickly opt in or opt out if it's not a good fit for them. Because if that's clear and they walk in and have an interview or two and then understand where the company is, what what the feel of the team is like, if that's apparent, they can quickly say, this is, this is for me. This is exciting. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Or, ooh, this isn't quite what I thought. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I deal with all this uncertainty of a young company or a growing business. You know, maybe this is not what I want to be. As opposed to you guys not understanding or a company not understanding, hiring them, having them come in and realizing that, you know, a week or a month or a quarter in and, you know, wasting those resources. Would you say culture is more important to you? Somebody that would fit in your culture is more important than even maybe past job experience? Like would if you're comparing maybe two people, someone that you could really see that would fit well with your company, but maybe didn't have as strong of a resume? as somebody who might not fit as well? Yeah. Again, I hate to feel like this is a non-answer, but I think it really depends on the role and what that role is going to look like going forward. If it's a short-term need that is very discreet in, in nature and responsibility, I'm not sure that I would index quite as highly on on the cultural side. And I would think more about, can they come in? Can they do this thing really well? And I can rely on them to do that thing really well. If it's the opposite and it's it's a role that you want to invest in as a company and as a team and that you see really growing as the company grows and that could potentially be around for years, then I think you should index a little bit more highly on 
do they understand where we want to go? Do they buy into our core values or those central principles? Um, so I think that's how I would approach that question is it, it, it's not necessarily always one or the other, but depends on, again, kind of the context of the role. How has your hiring process changed uh, from when you, you know, maybe your first hire ever to um, hires that you're currently making? It has definitely evolved. I think early on, it was just by nature of of the business and, and priorities a little bit less formal. And over time, I think we have begun to formalize that process to um, talking with several different people within the business to get kind of a, a 360 view on on how we feel about them. It's about kind of starting at a high level as we progress through a couple of interviews, getting down more to a granular level. So I think in the early days, it was, it was much more about here's kind of where we're at. I understand your skill set. Is this something you want to jump into? Great. Let's let's do that and let's work together. And and that often worked. Uh, there was a few times that it didn't. And I think as we continue to grow, we just want to be more thoughtful um, and continue to learn about how to better hire and the practices contained therein. And so as we've grown and as we've continued to get more and more reps in, it's it's definitely become a little bit more formal and understanding what to look for and what questions to ask, given the context of the role and just understanding how to have better success down the road um, or downstream of, you know, the interview process. Something that I personally, this is a selfish question, um, because I would love to hear from you on this um, based on where we are in our company and with our hires. You know, the hiring is such an important piece, but I kind of feel like you're always hiring or always onboarding because it's the effort, yes, you put in, it's that culture you create and establish. And then it's also keeping that and, and allowing everyone to be who they need to be, but really making sure as founders and, you know, as VPs and C-suite that, that you create, you know, that that space. And so how do you continue that? What effort do you put in to make sure that that team is strong? Yeah, I think to your earlier point, that's something uh, our CEO, Teja, feels very strongly about is kind of constantly maintaining a hiring posture and that in a in a startup or, you know, a, a quickly scaling company, you can't afford to define a need and then spend even a month or a month and a half starting that process from scratch. Or if you do, you're going to lose that calendar time. And, and we know that calendar time is super important in the early days of a business, um, especially. So, yeah, I think you al- always need to be in kind of that hiring posture of keeping tabs on your network, understanding potential candidates, even if it's not a good fit today, maybe it will be in a quarter, and understanding where to go and kind of having a point of view on the places to, to find the right candidates for your, for the roles that you're going to need to hire, what's working, what's not. And, and so absolutely, I think that when speed is incredibly important, you do yourself a disservice potentially by starting from scratch kind of every time and not at least having an understanding of, of where and how long it will take when you do decide to hire um, and so if you can keep some of those doors halfway open or some of those conversations ongoing, I think that helps speed up the process and allows the company to continue moving forward even more quickly. Is there any other companies that you really like to look after or model your hiring process or that you even just admire from afar that you think do a really good job of onboarding? That's a tough question. I think 
Emma is one that sticks out. And not to say that I have a deep understanding of, of how they did all of their hiring processes. I'm sure that that evolved. But, you know, we've developed some relationships from people that were with Emma kind of throughout. And just some insight that I've gained from them, I think it's been really interesting to hear some of the things that they did really well. Um, I, I heard at one point that for every new person that was coming on to the team or to a department, all the other team members would send them like a, a welcome email and say, hey, we're so excited for you to come before they would even walk in the door on day one. So that new person would feel extremely welcomed, uh, that everybody was excited for them. And so it's little things like that that have stuck out to me. Um, and that's just because, I, like I said, we've we've developed a few relationships there that I've been able to glean some of that insight. Um, but obviously, they uh, have done a great job, a great poster for how to kind of successfully grow and scale a company here in Nashville. And uh, for me, that's definitely one of the the key companies that I look toward to have learnings, understand how to do that well, and kind of implement that within our own company. Do you guys have an idea of what this next year of hiring looks like for you? What roles you're focused on? Yeah, for us, I think a couple years ago, we really hit on the right business model, the right go-to-market strategy. And so really since then, it's been about proving that out, understanding the different um, levers and mechanisms of how to grow and how to be offensive in terms of marketing and and branding. And so for this year, I think that's really the main focus for us is to continue to refine and understand those levers from a sales and marketing perspective, which channels, which programs are most effective. How can we double down? How can we understand which are working quickly? So for us, that's that's definitely, I think, the primary focus this year is to glean as much as we can, reinvest where we feel like we've got strong potential and strong returns, and continue to, to scale and to grow pretty aggressively this year and future years. Thanks so much for your insight. And we're super excited to watch you guys grow this year and, and keep, you know, we're going to keep up with you and make sure that we can help you guys and promote you as much as possible. And thanks again for coming and being a guest on Freshman Founders. Tyler Newkirk at Gun.io. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. You rock, man. Thank you so much. Just a reminder, uh, the very last episode of this season, we're going to do um, some questions and answers, just answering questions about any of the episodes or just about anything that people want to know more about in business, starting, growing, anything. So go ahead and send us those questions. And that email is founders at freshmanfounders.com.